I, King Gab, welcome thee to my kingdom, the Myestead. Breathe in the thick, soupy air, the hot, sweaty miasma that my people have come to thrive in. I understand that you have laid forth your offerings of pretties so that you may have an audience with me. Speak your peace and I shall speak mine. Yeah. Well. Hmm. I shall answer your question in the form of a fable as is custom among the bullywugs. Here it goes. Once upon a time. Hello, my name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. Last chapter was the closing chapter of Smuggler's Run. The dwarf Gwyn Beryl snatched her son from Dredur just out of the snapping moors of the black dragon Fadermorn, the halfling and half-orc criminal duo Kithri and Rakowski promised to stick around and help Gwynbell with her ongoing efforts to reclaim Dredur, dwarf by dwarf, in an ongoing smuggling effort, for the meantime at least, while the gold sticks around. Whilst they crack Dredur, we shall be moving across Drake and Hellion to follow a new fable. This is the first chapter of the Fletchley Contracts. As you may expect, the yarn that we will be unravelling in this fable is that of the Fletchley family. The Fletchley name is well known around Drake and Hellion, as it is the name tied to a rather prestigious but brutal mage college. Many know of the man Blackstone Fletchley, a talented and practical wizard who became infamous over the last few decades through many great military victories. Blackstone Fletchley founded the Fletchley Academy, where children that showed arcane potential may live and study until graduation, wherein they sign a magically binding contract and are sold to armies and families until the debt that they accrued from living in the Academy is paid in full. Practically all of Drake and Hellion know of the power and terror that a bound Fletchley male wields at the beckoning of their master. What very few know of is that Blackstone Fletchley has a son, a daughter, and a brother. The son, Tarquin, was exiled from the academy in disgrace. Should Tarquin have to describe himself, it may sound like this. He... Some people say that he has, like, weaselly features, but, you know... I don't. I don't see it. Uh, he, he, he wears these wizarding robes, which are quite efficient. You know, very, very um, easy to move in, and they uh, very suited for combat. None of this pointy, hatted, billowing robe shit. Uh, it's he. Uh, he's got some. He's like platinum blonde hair. Um, and as I said, very weaselly features. Is not, you know, average height. He's not small. Tarquin is quite small. 
Um, he's not small, uh, average height, and uh, he he holds his spell book and he's got his staff, which uh, has a pewter demon skull on it uh, with horns, which is the the house sigil of Fletchley. Uh, but you can often see that it is covered with. Uh, with leather straps because when I'm out and about I don't want people associating me with the house I want to make a name for myself uh, there's a lot of tattered rags around the uh, around it as uh, as when I do go and cast my spells the leather straps will burn and fray uh, so I have to keep I haven't found a good way of keeping it covered Tarquin has an older sister Blackstone's daughter, Persephone Fletchley. She was kept far away from the Academy almost all her life, kept in the Fletchley Manor in the city of Ashbourne, a city several days south of the Fletchley Academy. If Persephone were to describe herself, it might sound like this. So, my appearance is... My appearance, if I must, is I... I don't know where to begin. I mean, of course I have practicality of my robes. I mean, they're not robes, really. I actually altered them myself a bit here and there because for agility and different things, I need to be able to move in my body. So everything is quite um, quite tight. My favourite colour is green. Not that it's, um, you know, anything representative of anything but what I like. Uh, yes, I've got long, I inherited the family hair, long platinum blonde hair, um, but for practicality, I, I tie it up in a, in, a, in a high ponytail and then braid it, which actually kind of gives me this sense that it's almost like a rope. It's, a, it's quite thick, quite thick blonde hair. Um, I, people, have, people have said I have a steely gaze and... I don't know what that says about me, really, but that's a common thing that's been described. Um, so I go with that. Um, what else? I am I am of average height. I know that um, some people might not like to describe themselves as such. Persephone is slightly taller than Tarquin by a couple of inches. When she's wearing heels, maybe. Look, don't... It, we won't focus on that. Anyway, it's, I'm, I definitely am taller amongst the girls. Uh, but I, um, I don't quite get along with girls as much as, I, as I'd like to. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, my appearance. Yes. Maybe that's why I'm not good at describing my appearance, because I haven't been around that so much. I haven't really had a, you know, that educated about how I look. And I mean, in terms of, uh, in, a, in a nurturing way, it's just very much about protocol and looking good and and I'm more about utility and and being able to move and flexibility and practicality and so um yes I I like to keep athletic and busy and um I I I do even if I'm not very strong I'm agile. Tarquin and Persephone have an uncle the brother of Blackstone Fletchley his name is Crispin though most know him as Thistledown his chosen name Tarquin and Persephone only met their uncle as they became adults, as Thistledown has been living separate from all traditionally civilised society since he was a teenager. The first black sheep of the Fletchley family. He has never seen eye to eye with his brother and the more conventional understandings of magic and the world. If Thistledown were asked 
to describe himself, it may sound like this. Certainly, uh, I am I am of about average height, uh, as you can see. He stands slightly taller than Tarquin, and slightly shorter than Persephone. I have uh, I I have the do not have the characteristic uh, fletchly platinum blonde hair. I have always had jet black hair, but in my age it is going more silver, and I sort of have a salt and pepper beard, which is not very well kept, but it is trim now that I have decided to re-enter the world. I have been uh, secluded in the woods, in the deep woods, and around the mountains of Drake and Hellion, communing with nature for decades now, and there has been. There have been undeniable signs that it was time for me to return. Return from the wild and see that justice is done. Indeed, Tarquin, Persephone and Thistledown have been corresponding for months now. And they have come to some conclusions about what they want the Fletchley family name to be known for. So, you find yourself uh, Persephone Fletchley Mm. in... A very warm living room. You're in the circular stone room that is the base room of the tower of Jinkum the Orange, a very old abjuration wizard whom you have become friends with through mutual connections, um, through a recommendation from your brother and your uncle, um, and through uh, some brief correspondence, you went to meet with him. He has lended himself to be an ally of yours. Um, He has been... You were let in by his servant, um, one of his his apprentices. He is very old. His his skin is very wrinkled and set into his face. Um, He seems quite thin. Uh, He takes your hand into his he, he, he looks into your eyes and goes Persephone it's, it's very lovely to, to actually meet you in person I'm sure that your brother and uncle will be here soon they were just going into the town to see the local surrounding uh, the tower just for a few moments I'm sure they'll be back soon but it's, it's so nice to meet you and, and, and see you Pleasure's all mine. Thank you for hosting us. Oh, you're very welcome. I take it you have talked to uh, Tarquin and Thistledown, and you are with us in the understanding that something must be done about your father's academy. I am. Absolutely. You know, I have in my house for several years... um, for several decades even, a uh, graduate of the Fletchley Academy. Um, Her name is Rebecca Woodward. She's not here currently. She's looking after my granddaughter. But um, she, Rebecca was gifted to us by your father um, because I spoke out quite vehemently at... Uh, the College of the Nexus Weave about my um, opinion of the Academy and my opinion that it should be closed down and that it's not humane and it's disrespectful to the study of magic. Um, But uh, I just thought I would let you know that... She 
she was gifted to us, I think, almost in jest, in, in mocking of my speech, knowing that if I were to return her, for back of, lack of a better term, she would be sent to a far worse family or army or some fate. So we kept her and treated her as best as we could, but he knew that it would really get at me that to watch her be forced to do whatever my granddaughter asks her to. And she was just a child when she was gifted Rebecca. So it's all sorts of mayhem, as you might imagine. Uh, excuse me. Uh, sorry, I, do, I don't know what to say. It's, it's abhorrid. I mean, and you... And you've seen that. I mean, Rebecca, I only had the chance meeting of her years ago, but uh, no ill respect against your granddaughter, but mm. oh my goodness. Oh yes, uh, Quincy is, she's quite something. She is an, an interesting individual, uh, my granddaughter, but let, let us not dwell. <laughs> uh, he sort of looks around the room feeling a little awkward. Um, he uh, sort of, sort of um, lifts up his very bony finger and he points he points it at the fireplace that is uh, crackling. Um, it's, it's, the fireplace is sort of burnt down low to embers and as he points at it, uh, he just mutters under his breath, just the, and it just um, flares up again. Um, it, it is good that uh, we had this talk because I know that um, the opinion of Fletchley contracted mages is still very controversial in the wizarding societies. So I, I just thought I would find, gauge your point of view. Um, it is imperative that something be done. Um, at this moment, uh, you guys, uh, the both Tarquin and uh, Thistledown um, start walking up the steps uh, to the tower um, and you get through the large wooden door and you enter into the room. Ah, uh, Thistledown, Tarquin, welcome back. We got bread and treacle. <laughs> oh, that's very good. I'm very glad we could perhaps create some treacle toast. Was, was that your idea, Tarquin? Mostly for my spells, but sure. <laughs> ah, spell components. You're having a dabble, are you? <laughs> you know, you know how it is. Yes, we're all wizards here. Uh, <clears throat> in, in, oh. we are not all wizards here. Yes, sorry, Thistledown. Yeah, look, there was a bit of trouble with the locals. Um, might have run afoul of some fur trappers. Look, if you're going to be a fur trapper, you've got to expect to run afoul of a druid occasionally. So, Yes, uh, to be honest, I think I think they should expect it yeah. heartily. Uh, Thistledown is nursing some bloody knuckles. <laughs> so he's just gone and, like, punched some guys. He's, he's punched some trappers. Yeah. Um, there's a Jinkum sort of smiles, uh, wryly. Um, there's now for more serious matters. You, you may wonder why I gathered you to my tower when... I caught wind that you were planning to um, destroy the Fletchley contracts where they sit in source. But I'd like to make sure, just in case my uh, ravens were tampered with, that is indeed what you intend to do. Yes. 
Tarquin? I intend to destroy the contracts. Good. Um, you can see that Tarquin is sort of like straining his, his knuckles, um, uh, tensed um, down by his side. Um, well, make sure that you three stick together, for this is no easy feat. And thank you for confirming. Well, I gathered you down to my tower, many, many days away from the Fletchley Academy, because I have a plan to get you inside. Um, I am renowned amongst the wisdom community for For being very old. For being very old, indeed. He's very old. Okay, let's not... You are old. Yes, I'm very old. I I know this. Percy, it's good to see you, by the way. Thanks. Quinny. Okay. Well, you're all quite young in my eyes, just so you know. Because you're old. Yes. Thank you. You mean comparatively? Yes. Right. All right. Oh, I'm quite hungry. <laughs> well, uh, we've got some treacle and bread. May I? Quinny? Go uh, on. I know it's for your spells, but... Taki, go on. I haven't quite had second breakfast. Just leave me with five drops. Here. You hand him a tin of uh, treacle. And also the bread. What spell's that for? Hunger. Oh. Uh, ev- Evasion. <laughs> Hunger evasion. Yes, I think I shall cast that spell now. And he can, he proceeds to open the treacle and eats bread. And through mouthfuls. Well, I'm also renowned in the wizarding community for mistrusting circles of teleportation. For if you have a circle of teleportation dedicated inside your living space... Uh, there is always the danger that someone may acquire the runes for which to open it and enter through it. And so it is a very dangerous thing to have. Most people believe that they can guard it. However, it seems that recently the Fletchley Academy has made its circle of teleportation uh, more known to some of the more exclusive families uh, in the higher wizarding society. Uh, specifically very very few families but I was able as I am very prestigious in the wisdom community to um, acquire it Um, so I believe I shall draw a circle of teleportation here temporary one um, with your help of course and you may step through and enter right into the heart of Fletchley Academy how does that sound? Uh, we haven't been back for, in in my case, decades. Yes, I what, see. Won't they won't recognize they, you? Yeah, won't they attack us? Here's the second part of my plan. Oh, I'm sorry to jump ahead. It's okay. It's the fire of youth, I Often suppose. Often people talk over me. <clears throat> yes. It's all right. It's very easy to do. You're very softly spoken. Thank it's more than lull, I'm, yeah, I, 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 I was kind of rocked to Right? Yes, almost. I was drifting off before. Right? It's beautiful. It's because I've... I've Entranced my vocal cords with a very specific <laughs> enchantment of <laughs> a very specific enchantment uh, me. of abjuration that protects my vocal cords from harm, but at the same time it does not allow me to talk very loudly or, or quickly. Wise. But as I was saying, 
The second part of my plan is I have learned some illusory magic that shall allow you to appear as students whilst you are in the in the grounds. If that is something you would prefer, of course. Specific students? Like, do we do we need to? We may remove some students. I mean, you you may choose to do the do so, but remove is a very dubious term. Do we Remember, need to? These are children. Do we, I don't want to kill children. Of course not. I was just. Do we need to hide them or yes. something? Is, are we going to be revealed by them attending? You need not be existing students. I, I, I don't know the faces of the students that oh. live there now, so I was to make you look the part so that if you were spotted, you could perhaps slip by. I'm, I'm sure Tarquin will attest that not every professor will know the face of every student. No, they're just a, they're just a bunch of eccentrics. Masses. Oh, yes. like a crowd that yes. you can't pick They don't face care about individual crowd. faces, they just see them as machines of war obviously if you were questioned or and this is very important touched um physically like i would stop laughing persephone i'm sorry i don't it's look i just it's a specific term been a while that that is written down in this spell what touch yes it's a touch it's a touch component if it's a touch spell if you are touched they will perceive your real physical form and not the illusory one. For example, if, if for you, Thistledown, if I were to make you slightly shorter, it'll be okay for you, Tarquin, because you are quite short. He's very um, short. You, you average are, height. You are yes. of the average height of a student, yes. And whereas you, Thistledown, if someone were to tap the top of your head, it, it may look as though they are tapping thin air. The spell makes you seem shorter, but uh, to, to touch. You, it, this spell is, it does not hold up. I'm just focusing on the word touch. I've, that, w- w- elaborate. It was an elaborate description. Thank you. Oh, I think we're fine. Welcome. Yes. He continues to, like, dip another piece of bread into treacle. How are you even able to produce saliva at your age? It's a very interesting enchantment. I'm heavily ensorcelled um, in my age. Why are you making him talk more? That's very rude. <laughs> yeah, I'm even right, I thought that was rude. I'm right here, Tarquin. And He's I'm just grumpy because he gave him his food. Oh, Quinny, it's I, all right. Someone's He's hangry. He's having a hard time because he's watching him eat his trickle. You can have it back. Bread. Here you go. I don't want it back. You've gummed it. I haven't put my... Hey. Oh, do you have teeth? It's all soggy. It's can, very interesting. Can I make check to see if he has teeth? <laughs> Please do. All right. Oh, my God. First dice roll of the game. It'll be Perception. Perception? Mm. That is a 21. Uh, yes, he has very pearly white uh, teeth. Um, but it, they, they almost look too white to be real. Um, Try touching them. Please don't put your I reach in. my hand out towards he, he his mouth. He moves but... his head back deeper into the leather armchair. Do you keep going? Um, <laughs> just a little. Like, I sort of, like, I'll hold eye contact okay. and just lean a little bit, but I don't actually he, go the full part. He opens his mouth slightly, and you, you tap one of the teeth, um, and it just feels very cold to the touch, much like a tooth would. Um, yeah... Uh, it's a very interesting enchantment, Thistledown. I'll tell I keep you. Keep tapping as he's saying. <laughs> I'll tell you about it another day. Um, well, I I would um, cast these 
spells and send you on your way. Um, is there anything that you would like to do before uh, we set about this process? Do we have any intel on where the yeah. contracts are held? Um, I personally don't know. Uh, Just to be clear, your plan is put us in the school. It is not my plan. Your I'm plan is to destroy the contracts. Second part of my plan to get you in. Uh, I, I am merely playing a part in your greater plan, I imagine. Fair. Have you? It, I'm not. I cannot go myself. Oh, you could come with us. Yeah, I, yes, yeah, we, sure. you could come with oh, us, right? Totally. Yes. Make a persuasion roll. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not going to be great. <laughs> it's a seven. Uh, I really. He sort of like shuffles awkwardly in his chair. He goes, "I'll tell you what. If, if you, if you uh, really need me, um." I shall arrange for an illusory script um, to be given to you, and uh, you may write on it, and I shall receive the message in real time. I, I won't be able to help much, but perhaps if as a last resort to get some message out. Wonderful, why not? He lifts up his hand, and uh, he starts um, levitating a uh, scroll and a piece of parchment for over on the side, and he starts muttering under his breath. Um, some runes and you'll watch carefully um, I imagine that uh, Tarquin and Thistledown draw up their own chairs to sit as he works on the enchantment and after several minutes um, the scroll comes back down um, he uh, rolls it up in his frail hands and he passes it to you uh, Thistledown thank you you're welcome now I would imagine that you may have to ask for some children um, but I beg your pardon? Ask, ask some of the children. Oh, yeah. I you said ask for some children. Sometimes the enchantment on my vocal He's cords, uh, it, it, it causes my inflections and verbiage to be jumbled. I, I will say I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm, I'm a 45-ish year old human man. Yes. You're going to make me look like a schoolboy so you, that I can infiltrate a school. I'm not going to make you do anything. Um... <laughs> Uh, Thistledown, you are a man who makes your own choices. I am giving you several sets of options so that you may have the opportunity to free thousands of people bound to killing and murdering. Yes, every I agree day. that the, the, my heart's in the right place for this cause. This is, this is necessary. Is there a way that doesn't involve me seeming like I'm trying to catfish a bunch of high school students? Should you wish it, I could teleport you using the circle to a tower nearby and you may attempt to break in from the outside. I was seemingly only giving you a, a series of options that may be the most optimal in my regard. What and do we, we think? We are grateful. Um... I'm wondering if this is a... Of course, I could always change... Give you an illusory appearance of something else, should you wish it. Wait a minute. Do you just want to be a professor? I don't want to be a, a small boy and then someone touches me and suddenly I'm a secret old man. I think he wants to be a professor. Uh, I think he does. Uncle, how, how well can you imitate father? <gasps> Who was a daughter? Well, oh I mean, we have very similar voices. I've met him. They do. Yeah, I've met him as well. He's my brother. 
I forgot that you're all related to him and probably know Blackstone a lot better than I do. Yeah, it's, it's rather rude of you to try and get in on the, I know we invited you on the quest, but it's, just we didn't invite you into the family. No, but you know, I don't have any enchantments on my brain to help me with that one, so... Whoops, sorry. Look. Back to it. You plan... Well... I mean, what of it? It, it? It's definitely a risk, but... Could you? I could. It, I think I could. You could pull it off. Okay. Well, right. I'd, okay, but here's my thought, is that it actually might draw more attention to us than, than less. I mean, imagine. You have been out of the game for a long time. The, the being my brother game? Just the being around people game. I'm fine. Those fur trappers were nice to me by the end you of it. You just touched the old blood man's all teeth. over them. Fake blood. You did yes. just tap my teeth. Did, That's a very druid thing no, to it's, do. It's, it's, very disregarding of all social etiquette. You said yes. that if things that were illusory got touched, that how else am I yes, supposed that, to know if your would, teeth are illusory? You may ask. That is a normal social etiquette. I, every time I ask you a question, I have a nap. Well, he does have a point there. No, this is not okay. Okay. All right, just let's. You know what? Yeah, make me a, make me a school child. What? What? It, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yes. Let's. We let's, are grateful. Yes. We are grateful that we are getting an inside, very good shortcut you right able, in yes. to the school. Yes, you're very Some welcome. of our other plans weren't this great, like the one with the. Wooden spoon. Mm, and the tunnel. Dark one. Oh. And all, and again with the treacle. Not every plan has to have every treacle. Every plan with treacle. What I think he just likes treacle. Spells he need does. components. And, and spoons don't always need to be wooden. These are all We're not very true. <laughs> I feel like we've grown tense. Um, now, would would you? I I I would just tell you that. This illusory spell won't last forever. I think at most I can, oh, I can good. concentrate for 24 hours. Um, so should you should you take longer than that, you will become your own form, and I imagine it could take longer than that. Um, so, um, Tarquin, I, I recall the other day um, when we were corresponding, you, you mentioned that when you were at the Fletchley Academy, you said that you thought that the contracts were signed after the completion of an examination, correct? Yes, that is how it happens. Well, I would imagine you'd find out the best way to have yourself examined, and then, again, just speculation. Wow, I'll finally get to sit an exam. It is that time of year as well. Exam time? Yes. All right. Then let's do it. Would you would you care to do it now, or would you like to wait another day? I think we should wait. Why so? We should prepare ourselves mentally. We shouldn't rush into this. I'm ready. Okay. Um. Well, um I guess it's down to you, Persephone. I've never sat an exam before. We can still sit the exam. <laughs> But it, but it, it's not sitting an exam. You don't understand how, know, what these exams the, are like. The, I mean, the the ability of it. I mean, the the privilege, the magic of being able to sit an exam and and see 
all the knowledge that I swear I have, and it's just it's just my chance to prove it, to get a perfect score. I mean, I've, I've never had that. Trust me, take tonight and cram, and you'll do a lot better. If you'd like, Persephone, and after you've returned, um, we could work together to improve your skills as a wizard. I, I, I knew that you could cast magic. I wasn't sure if that was how you did it. Um, I don't spot a spell book on you. I know. I, um, I haven't been taught in the traditional sense, I guess. It's difficult to explain, but it's sort of always been a part of me, and I, and I taught myself. Say no more. You're a savant of the arcane, uh, a sorcerer. Uh, yeah. in, in many senses. Well, should you wish to understand your powers and control them slightly better, I, I'm very good at um, magic that protects and controls. Um, you would do that? Of course, but again, I, I will do many favours for you should you be able to um, free all of these contracted mages. Of course. Well, I, I'm going up to my chambers to rest. I should... See you tomorrow where I shall cast these spells for you. Thank you. Good afternoon. <laughs> he gets up very slowly and uh, ambles up uh, the spiral stair at the edge of the room. Um, you three are left alone. Uh, you are able to eat and rest, and I would imagine that Tarquin studies his spell book um, what does Thistledown do in, in the evening? Uh, he goes outside, he communes with nature, he mm. um, and makes friends with a with a small spider that he meets <laughs> in the... <laughs> Poisonous? Uh, no, just okay. just regular spider, mm. but, uh, you know... Just a household spider? Just, just Yeah, it's just a house spider, but it came outside and he, uh, they, they share some stories. Yeah, regularly, I imagine, uh, um, Thistledown becomes enraptured with an animal or a small beast and by studying that spider you would be able to transform very directly into that spider mm. should you wish it. Shame it's not a poisonous spider yeah. but uh, yes Gosh. certainly could. Um, what does Persephone do? Do you, do you catch up with your brother in the evening? Perhaps you want a, a nice evening where you are just around each other. Are things a bit awkward perhaps between you? No, that um, they're actually very uh, comfortable, I feel. Um, Persephone's sort of meditating in the corner, mm. sort of getting back, I guess, to her own energy and, and reconnecting without understanding necessarily what she's going into per se, mm. but needing the that there is an emphasis there to restore, to get grounded and kind of restore where she's, her energy and where she's focusing, to refocus mm. She centres herself. Centres herself. But there's also the, the thing of just the comfortability around her brother. Yeah. You find it very easy to spend time with each other. You find it much more similar to each other than maybe you expected. Mm. Um, and it's that, it's that regular thing of when siblings come back together, it's like after spending time apart, Straight away, it's very nice, but you imagine after maybe a week, <laughs> you'll be, you'll be s squabbling with each other. Um, does Jenkins Tower have, like, stables or anything like that? Uh, it does not. 
Although okay. there would be stables not far from the the tower's location in into the small village of Maelstrom. Yep. Um, there would definitely be. It's a farming farming village. All right. So. Okay. Well, uh, at some point, Thistledown comes back in and he's nursing bloody knuckles again because he got into a fight with a stable hand who was mistreating <laughs> the horse. <laughs> Good noted. Um, Tarquin, what do you do in the evening? I'm desperately scrolling uh, plans and thoughts about uh, the types of obstacles that we could face. Mm. Having a having a very intimate knowledge of, of Fletchley Academy. I'm trying to brainstorm every scenario um, of what could happen. Yes. Um, and also, like, thinking of the different steps that we're going to have to take and all of the issues of, like, what is, what is going to face us uh, in terms of, like, how are we going to destroy these contracts? Mm. Uh, thinking ahead. Thinking ahead. <laughs> so, uh, the night falls... Um, it is uh, a turbulent evening. There is rain crashing down against the outside of the tower, which is very common in Maelstrom, as a perpetual storm whirls around um, the island of Maelstrom, um, which is where Jinkum lives, where his tower sits currently. Um, and you, you all sleep in your own chambers, um, tucked away, after you well, eventually you find sleep, I'm not sure about Thistledown, perhaps he stays outside. Um, but in as morning dawns, um, you all reconvene uh, outside in the front uh, of Jinkum's Tower. The large stone structure winds upwards. It looks very um, precariously built, this tower. Um, and it's even looks like it might fall at any moment, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Um, Jinkum himself has... Um, he is outside. Um, he has his large, sprawling robes pulled up, bunched up in, his, in one hand, um, so you can see his thin little legs on the ground um, in two sandals. Um, and he is using chalk to draw runes and circles. Um, onto the ground and there's one central circle that he has drawn which you would assume is the preparations that he is making for the circle of teleportation um, uh, he finishes up um, and you guys uh, are beckoned over to him and um, he says no I shall transform you and I shall hold it for 24 hours as long as I can um, so long as I don't have my concentration broken, but I, I doubt that eventuality would arise. Um, uh, hold on, we're, that's what we're counting on? Yes, I shall... Sorry, I don't mean to worry you. I shall definitely... I shall stay in my tower. I shall concentrate on the spell. It would only happen if I were to be attacked for some reason, uh, but I'm very safe here on the Isle of Maelstrom. Um, I shall have... Uh, Woodward and my uh, granddaughter return soon, and they should be looking after me as well, so fear not. Your granddaughter's coming back? With Rebecca? Yes, uh, I, I, I would say soon, um, but in fact you might just miss them um, oh. if we are to do this in time. Um, I shall transform you to the best of my abilities to look like you are of 18, 19 years old. Um, as much as I can hazard it. It won't be too tricky for you, Persephone, or you, Tarquin, but um, it may not look exactly like you looked Thistledown when you were that age. 
um, because it is just a, an estimation. So um, it can be rather uncanny when you look into the reflection and see um, a teenage boy that maybe was you but isn't you. So be wary of that. Um, All right. Uh, he then uh, pulls from the folds of his robe a uh, long, uh, very pale white uh, wooden wand um, and starts waving it around the three of you. His, his eyes close, um, a ring on his finger um, with s- several small emeralds, um, flashes each emerald one by one. Um, he, he starts sweating slightly um, and you each look down as your physical form shimmers until it takes the new appearance of yourselves but slightly younger um, for Tarquin and Persephone and considerably younger for um, Thistledown and you are appearing as though you are 18 years old your clothes fit perfectly you are wearing Fletchley Academy robes um, with the uh, pewter um, with the silver demon's head emblazoned into um, the shoulder uh, your robes are dark blacks and blues with um, straps and a holster for a spellbook. Um, the spellbook on um, Persephone is, um, as you go to put your hand through it, it just goes straight through it. It is completely illusory. And if you were to feel yourselves, your clothes sort of feel as though they were the clothes that you were wearing before, but um, the illusion moves with it. Um, all right, now step into the circle and... Um, you should be away. Can I ask a mechanics question about the <coughs> yes, illusory course, spell? So, um, like Thistledown carries like a, an oak quarterstaff, which is also his, um, like you know, his wizard's like his druid staff that yes. he uses for casting magic. Is that like is Common that visible? Place, uh, yeah, it, it, I... it is transposed into a very similar staff to the one which uh, Tarquin carries. Right. Okay. Um, it is Fletchley Academy staff. Staves, staves, and wands are. Very commonplace. Okay, so I don't have to worry about carrying around an invisible staff. And... It's 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 a remarkably good illusion spell because um, uh, simple illusion spells have holes in them and and often problems like that where they don't they don't quite line up. But a, a great illusion spell takes things that stick out and makes them seem like they they, they fit in. So you, you three step onto the circle of teleportation um, in the center of the chalk scrawlings. Oh, yes, please. I um, <clears throat> I was having some weird, just weird dreams last night. I don't know whether they were visions, but they were scattered. I can't tell you anymore. But... As Tarquin says this, um, uh, Jinkum the Orange starts um, swirling his wand around, and you see, feel the, the wind and the dust and leaves that are inside the circle start circling around you as well. Go on. Nine. Seven. So list those. Tarquin has uh, quick flashes um, of visions of the future. Um, I imagine they also they also enter through your dreams as well, yes. your visions. Um, but the whirling um, wind around the, the base of your feet goes faster and faster and faster and it's almost like a white mist draws up from the floor around until it is almost as if you are caught in a, the eye of a hurricane 
whirling around you. You see um, in the gaps of this white smoke um, the image of Jinkum casting um, just quick flashes of him before he's covered up. And suddenly it is just the three of you standing in a, a black circle and just whirling um, hurricane around you until um, you hear this great cracking noise, almost like the striking of thunder, and the hurricane in front of you parts, it splits, and you just see a stone, like a, a granite uh, floor, um, two sets of armour um, up against the wall with uh, swords held in their closed hands, a door um, of uh, wood with metal braces and bolts into it and you almost feel the um, whirling um, hurricane that you were in start to like push you out and each of you thrown taking a few steps um, out into the circle room and you find yourself standing on a dais um, on a raised platform um, with several steps leading down in a in a circular um, shape uh, you are in the middle of a hexagonal room um, with four uh, suits of armor and one door. As you enter into this room, um, several blue runes on the dais that ring around it flash and glow. Um, and three, uh, two of the uh, suits of armor, like their their eyes, glow suddenly purple. Um, and again, the other two behind you, again, their eyes glow purple too. And one of them immediately marches and stands in front of the door. Um, and three of these armor uh, suits of armor go to join them. Um, you look around the ceiling and you see that there is a um, very simple chandelier uh, with orbs of magical light suspended uh, where there would be candles. Uh, you see uh, small windows, um, maybe um, five feet by five feet, uh, 10 feet above off the ground that shed in uh, light from the outside. Um, they are glass panes and uh, a rain clatters against them as well. Um, what do you do? Well, I haven't been here before, so, I mean, you know, I'm unfamiliar with this. What do these people do? What do, the, what, do the, what do the suits of armor do? You hear them clatter a bit as they shuffle into position. You see that another suit of armor comes and joins the first one in front of the door. So now two stand abreast um, to each other in front of the door, almost blocking it. Good morning. May we pass? The suit of armor, you hear just like a rattling in it and then like a high-pitched whine. And then this voice echoes out of it, which goes, Halt! Remain here. Fletchley Academy is closed. The next available open day is the 20th day of Marpneth. Its eyes flash with each word uttered. It sort of echoes out of the suit of armour. We are students of Fletchley Academy. Um, roll a persuasion check. Seventeen plus, plus what? Uh, your persuasion, and if you don't have uh, plus one, 
Are you sure? Is it yeah, plus one? Oh, I, I know you have <laughs> negatives, but you've trained over time to be slightly better at persuasing. <laughs> um, you're not naturally charismatic, and uh, Tarquin sort of strains and holds himself to the etiquette. Um, the suit of armor sort of like, and the head tilts down to look at you as it stands several feet above you. Um, you are a student of Fletchley Academy. Please step forward. Um, it raises one gauntleted arm in front of your head, um, and it outstretches it towards uh, the um, towards your crown and places it on top. Um, you see its eyes glow like brighter and brighter and brighter, and then it flashes. And he goes, "You are out of bounds. Please make your way to your chambers immediately, or face detention." And other punishments. It steps to the side. <laughs> All right, everyone, let's go. Quick. Don't want to get detention. Really? You, that's, that's what you... Oh, yes. Yes, detention. Detention. Um, Tarquin steps through the door, um, and the suit of armor, just before uh, Persephone can step through, just... <laughs> steps back into place. and goes, Halt! Remain here... Fletchley Academy is closed. We are students of Fletchley Academy. The next Academy. available open... You are a student of Fletchley Academy. Yes. Please come forward. I step forward. It puts its hand out and slowly draws its hand closer and closer towards your head um, until it, like, flashes and goes... You are not a student of Fletchley Academy. Remain here until the 20th day of Marvineth. Oh, no, no, he is. No, he is a student. <laughs> Roll persuasion. 15. 15. 15. We, we're both the students. We're all students. The, the suit of armor, like... <laughs> you are an unregistered student. It, there was a complication with his application. Admin stuff, you, you know, know, they lost it. Paperwork. And <laughs> Both of you are persuaded. <laughs> Seven. Six. <laughs> Fourteen. My enchantments are unsophisticated. I am confused by the notions that you bring up. However, I have nothing inside of me that tells me that you are wrong definitively. Please. Wait here as I send for assistance. Ooh, this statement is false. Wait. Uh, this statement is false. This statement is false. Please roll the persuasion check. It's <laughs> <laughs> a six again. <laughs> Correct. This statement is false. Damn it. <laughs> It's like you see its eyes like glow brighter and then dimmer. You you see that um, this one's eyes, uh, which are just like it's just it's just behind the visor. It's just two glowing pieces of blue light. Um, as it sort of shifts and looks at some of the other suits of armor, you can see that the other suits of armor like react to its will. Um, and one of the pieces of armor goes, "I believe I require assistance from my master." Please wait here until the 20th of Marpeneth, or until Professor Bellamy Flitnook returns. How long until Professor Bellamy Flitnook comes back? 
He will be here as soon as I have woken him. Um, and you see, like, the uh, suit of armor, like, <laughs> and the armor steps to us. It, do- it doesn't really step aside. It's sort of like it moves a smidge so that the other armor can get past and it steps past um, uh, Tarquin. And the armor just, <laughs> just goes down a hallway and down some steps. Professor Bellamy Flitnook shall be with us momentarily. How many are there now? There are three in the room with you. Right. Uh, if I'm, like, I'll, I want to move and see if their gaze follows me. Okay. So you take a step backwards yep. or to the side? Just sort of in, a, in an arc. Um, you, you sort of move watching them. Um, the main one that has been talking to you, um, his head does not move, but you see that one on your left, you notice its head swivels and moves, uh, grinding on its armor as you move. So it seems one has marked you. Alright. Does Tarquin know of this professor? Uh, Bellamy Flitnook, uh, please make a history roll. Uh, that is 23. Yes, you remember Bellamy Flitnook very well. He is a halfling. Um, he is the professor of arcane theory. Um, he's also in charge of many of the enchantments that hold together uh, Fletchley Academy including the enchantment here of uh, the uh, unmanned guards of the enchanted suits of armour. So, Tarquin's there, right? We can still see him and Yeah, he's just standing behind them. Can I whisper a message to him? Using your cantrip? Yeah, to communicate with him about... So... um, Without being heard from... Of course. So, you just put your hand up. So, uh, Persephone puts her hand up under her, her nose, just shielding her mouth so that nobody can... so that the suits of armour could not read her lips and she whispers very quietly whilst focusing very hard on Tarquin. Tarquin, you hear this whisper in your, in your ear. Tarquin. It's me. Um, it, I, I, I was... I was just wondering, is this professor... We, we need to... Um, is he easily persuaded? I need to figure out otherwise we'll have to figure out another plan you can you can hear this message right now yes okay well then you are this. able to whisper uh, Persephone you, you can know. talk to me back I can hear you it's, oh, right. it's just you don't have to mimic it yes while they're doing this uh, Thistledown is like running back and forth across the room to see if he can like <laughs> uh, loosen that one's like gears or head or something like uh, that you, you do know that the 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 head on the suit of armour is going, whipping back and forth and it's sort of like clattering and clanging and you see the eyes are like bouncing inside the suit of armor and you do hear like like dung, 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 as you move back and forth. I feel like I can persuade him. Good. Confident. Alright. Um Alright. Well, b- so believe in me? <laughs> Tarquin whispers a little bit loud under his breath and the uh, suit of armour like turns its head all the way around so that the head is now facing you uh, even though it's like staying behind um, he goes Student, you are out of bounds please make your way to your house and go to bed it is after hours immediately immediately I start to like slowly <laughs> mock move backwards yeah Roll deception. <laughs> uh, 
What, what else does that have? Uh, deception is charisma based. <laughs> Ten. Ten. You walk slowly backwards, still facing him. Thank you! And its head just swivels back round. I'm still doing it. <laughs> cool. Um, do, do either of you do anything else? Do you just wait? I think, yeah. You wait in the room. Um, after maybe like five or ten minutes, um, you hear the clanging of a suit of armor coming back up the stairs. Um, Tarquin, where, did you just end up standing near near the door? Yeah, and um, as he walks past, I sidle up next to him. Um, and uh, you see a very small uh, man with um, a very well-kept beard. He's got curly hair that has been um, tied back in a braid um, and a top knot. Um, and he uh, is wearing very um, uh, finely tailored um, green and black robes. Um, he has a spell book strapped to his side in a very similar manner to the um, fashion of your uh, uniforms that your illusions are holding up. Um, as he as he walks up, um, he looks at you. Um, uh, he seems to be like um, he looks as though he he is a bit tired. He's got like rings under his eyes. Um, he's got deep green eyes, and um, he sees Tarquin first, standing next to the suit of armor, sort of like leaning against the wall. Um, he goes, "You boy, what are you doing out of bounds, messing with the arcane structures up here?" I cast suggestion. <laughs> That was the first chapter of The Fletchley Contracts. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, The role of Tarquin is played by Jeremy Gavin. Persephone is played by Jess Greenall. And Thistledown is played by Owen Vanderberg. For a bit more about the players behind the characters, you can go to fateandfables.com forward slash players. Uh, Maybe you want their silken voices for your own projects. I wouldn't blame you. They're brilliant. Um, If you have anything to say about the show... You can find us on Twitter at Fate and Fables, or you can send us a message through the Send a Raven tab on the website. Recently, I've been thinking about the idea of uh, maybe getting some merchandise. Uh, if any of you are interested, let us know, and yeah, that, that could be good. Um, all right, that's everything. My name is Matthew Jackson, and this was Fate and Fables. See you next time. <laughs>